Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays lose yet another series. That seems to be an ongoing theme as of uh, the last couple weeks. Is it time to freak out? I don't think so, but I would like to tell you, folks, 60 games left. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to vroom.com, and check out thousands of great cars. That's V-R-O-O-M.com. Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays, like we said, lose another series. They have yet to win a series since the All-Star break losing series against the Royals, the Orioles, and now the Cleveland Guardians at home. Uh, game one, the Rays lost 4-1. to one. Game two, the Rays won 6-4. to four. And game three, the Rays lost. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did on Sunday. Uh, well, first, before we get to the nitty-gritty, I would like to say thank you to Alex, AJ, Nick, uh, who came over on Saturday. I went to the game on Saturday and they said hi. They told me that they enjoy the podcast. So thank you to them for subscribing and always listening uh, to the show. Anytime that you see me at the Trop, always come around, say hi, and and we can talk ball. I, I You guys know that I love the topic, so don't, don't be right. afraid of uh, saying hi. Um, Question. Regarding- uh, yeah. How did they find you and discover you? Was it based on your t- uh, Twitter picture or Instagram picture, social media picture, I should say, that you threw out there to the masses and then they put two and two together? Or how did this all come to fruition, if you will? I was uh, no, I don't think it was for, for the picture. I actually, I think they they just recognized me from 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 YouTube. Uh-huh. At least that's what they said. They were like, no, no. I, I I asked. I was like, do you listen or do you watch it on YouTube? He's like, no, I I watch it on YouTube. That's how I I know what you look like, dude. Uh, so yeah, that 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 was cool. And so yeah, nice little thing on Saturday. Pretty good. Uh, and yeah. they were probably like, thank God Kevin's not with you because he's annoying as hell. <laughs> I'm sure there were some comments like <laughs> They kept that to themselves. They kept that to themselves. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. But hey, we are, whenever, I don't think, uh, maybe I've gone to one game this year. Gas prices are too high. I can't make the drive over. Uh, and a lot of other issues going on, personally. Uh, regardless, uh, I have not been to a lot of Rays games so far this year. I should be going to one uh, this month. But all that uh, preamble aside, we always we always love it when people come up to us and, and chat with us and talk with us. Don't feel bashful or, or shy. Just, Hey, walk right up to us, you know, 
poke us on the shoulder and say, hey, are you locked on range? That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Hey, Ulysses. I'm like, every time like somebody says my name, I, I was such a good student. I was like, oh man, did I, what happened? Yeah. Like, did I do something wrong? Like, well, what, how do you know me? Did I, you know, did I, did I park badly or something? Uh, but mm-hmm. no, they were all very nice, very nice guys. And uh, so very cool. But um, going, going into the recap, um, I do think there were more positives than we would like to say or like to point out during a, a weekend loss. Mm-hmm. I think there were good, good signs. Um, good to see bombs, multi-run bombs from both Yandi and Brendan Lau. Brendan Lau keeps raking. I yes. mean, this, this. I mean, if we can get hot Brandon Lau for the next two months, boy, that's going to just change the offense how – the lineup is constructed, how pitchers are going to pitch around, not only Brennan Lau, but people in front of him or after him are going to get maybe better pitches than they usually would uh, uh, would without him in the lineup. It's just, especially Sunday's lineup, I'm like, man, if you, Chang, you, you, you switch him for uh, Wander Franco and uh, Quinn, you switch him for uh, Manuel Margot, that's a quality lineup. Right. If if you look at Sunday's and Harold uh, Ramirez, you know exactly, exactly. So I mean, it, it, the, the the cavalry is coming. They're just hurt right now. But I do think we saw some some silver linings in during the week. And the problem is, is that silver linings are not going to get you um, into the playoffs. No. They, they're they're not. You have to ultimately come out with the W. And there were nice moments. G Man Choi, for example. Look at the at the at the contrast of of Saturday of Sunday's uh, game. Jimon Choi hits it on the nose three times, doesn't get a hit. Cleveland has an average exit velocity of seventy four point five against Shane McClanahan, and they score five runs. Yeah, it's crazy. What? That's how baseball works. Sometimes that's just how it works. Game one, the Rays got Biebered. Sorry to say. Uh, Game three, uh, bloop to death, basically. It was nice to see David Peralta make his MLB debut and make somewhat of an impact, and that's going to be another help for guys like Brandon Lau and Yandy Diaz and really the entire team in general. And I like that you mentioned Brandon Lau because what he and Yandy did on Saturday was imperative to the Rays getting that 6-4 win. I mean, two-run home runs with two outs, that that's big boy baseball right there. And then at let's not discount what Pete Fairbanks did at the very end of the game, going mano y mano versus Jose Ramirez, getting them 99 fastball top of the zone. And th- those are the types of those are the types of performances you need team wide to make not only make it to the playoffs, but make it deep into the playoffs as well. So uh and, and going back to Brandon Lau for a second, is it just me or does he he seems to be playing with a lot of confidence right now that home run a little bit of a bat flip action to him we know he is streaky so we'll see how long he keeps this up but you have to imagine just if he's hitting this way with so many injuries like teams could theoretically pitch around him just imagine what he might be able to do and keep up when some of those injured players get back or if the rays make another addition of a veteran or two at the trade deadline yeah, no, that would that would be incredible. Now, again, 
it's it's funny how opinions can change and that's great when opinions can change that means that you're growing that you are learning more um last year when he was going cold i i could not believe the the audacity of his lack of production right because he is such a good uh, productive hitter when he's when he's going right after seeing Taylor Wall's production, after seeing Vidal Bruhan's production, after seeing Josh Lowe's first type of production before yeah. the, the, the second call-up, when Brandon Lau is cold, he is doubly, <laughs> doubly better than those guys have been this right. whole season. Like, we were talking about Vidal's 50 WRC+. Plus. We were talking about uh, Taylor Wall's is like 60 WRC+. Plus. When Brandon Lau is cold, he's like 90, 85, maybe 80 yeah. at his worst. Like he's he just gives a little bit more even when he's cold. And 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 that's that's again, that's going to make the, the lineup a little bit thicker. And like you said, when Wander comes back, when Manuel Margot comes back, and then you can kind of have a lineup where it, it, you can see uh, you know, Yandi Diaz, Randy Rosarena, uh, Harold Ramirez, Brandon Lau, David Peralta. Isaac Paredes, uh, G-Man Choi. I mean, now that's seven yeah. deep. Manuel Margot, I haven't even mentioned him. Like, it's going to be a different offense now. Like I said, in the cold open, 60 games left. 60 games left. So we want all of those things to happen and that all of those guys come back very well. That's, yeah. that's, that's a lot to ask, I think. 60 regular season games left. Hopefully there's several more. A dozen... 15 more. I don't know. I got I to do the numbers, but hopefully the Rays are playing more than 60 games uh, and well into October. Maybe uh, we talk about injuries on this squad and how the Rays need reinforcements. You know, they, I, I guess you could get really creative. The Rays are a creative franchise and you could put up an application. The Rays could up, Hey, we need some bats. We need some bats, you know, put it up on LinkedIn jobs. And maybe see what kind of candidates they get out of that. Just saying. Why not? You know, you never know how they got David Peralta. Maybe it was through LinkedIn yeah. jobs. Because as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to, to make you better. And that's exactly what the race did with David Peralta. They are now better after that. So you can do that too. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster. And guess what? For free. LinkedIn jobs helps you find candidates that you want to talk to faster did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit linkedin post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on mlb that's linkedin.com slash locked on mlb to post your job for free terms and conditions will always forever apply uh you mentioned david peralta your brief synopsis of the rays going out and acquiring him i know on one of the episodes last week, we were like, yeah, the Rays probably won't go after uh, Juan Soto or players of that ilk. But, you know, there is a chance they could land a Benintendi or maybe a David Peralta. And alas, they did trading him, trading for him and giving up a minor league catcher named Christian Serda, who is 19 years old and playing in the Florida Complex, Complex League and a guy I've quite frankly never heard of. And uh, yeah, so the, the Rays added a guy who... Is a pro's pro, has previously won a silver slugger and previously won a gold glove as well, and adds some much needed stability to the middle of the lineup. 
I won't go too far deep into David Peralta as we have a very special show for you guys tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, we have locked on Diamondbacks host Miller Thomas, yes. who will be sharing his opinion and perspective on who David Peralta is on and off the field. And you guys are going to love what he has to say about David. But yeah, man, I mean, he gets the Venezuelan bump for me automatically, right. but also just we were talking so many times there needs to be a bleeping veteran in this yeah. clubhouse. We ma- we made the uh, the 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 reference to the 2008 team, such a young team, but they had an Eric Hinsky. They had a Cliff Floyd. You don't have that in the 2022 team and boom, now you have it at David Peralta. That's I mean, honestly, I I think David Peralta has done more in his baseball career than Eric Hinsky. And so oh, yeah. uh so so that's th- I think that's a step up and, and and that's a really good thing to have on this in this locker room is a guy who apparently is really, really a good clubhouse uh, human being uh, has uh, had a lot of impact in the Arizona uh, community. So I'm, I'm looking right. forward to it. And of course, within the, the, the baseball field, uh, he is, he's hitting the ball really hard. He is getting a little bit more pop. Maybe the average is not as, high as it used to be but i think he has traded that yeah those singles for bombs this year career 112 ops plus career 283 batting average career on base percentage of 340 career slug of 463 career ops of 803 the reason that people don't know more about david peralta is because he's withered away with an Arizona franchise that's been poopy the last decade or so. If he played for a team that made the playoffs three or four times over the last 10 years, we'd be like, man, David Peralta, he is a really, really good ball player. He's had a career that, you know, 98% of ball players would envy for sure. And the way he got to where he got to is quite an impressive story as well. Just real briefly before we move off of this and uh, get into a little more fun trade discussion uh david peralta will he be in a raise uniform in 2023 i think it's a little bit early for that question i i do think that there's always a possibility but um let's let's see how first it in these two months go before we can answer that question with a little bit more substance okay fair enough um fair enough all right uh we got a question it's not a mailbag episode but uh It is timely with the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. Sam Bayless, all the way from Sydney, Australia, says, Good day, fellas. Loving every show. Can you guys please talk about the trade deadline? What are the rules around it? Teams are making trades all through the season, so what's the point of the deadline? Well, uh, good to hear from you, Samuel. It's been been a minute. I hope everything is going well in Australia. Um, Well, this... Uh, trade deadline period is the simplest it'll forever be um, because it's not you don't know you don't have to learn about waiver wire trades which was a mess it was a mess of a thing so it traditionally was the july 31st trade deadline that was like the last time that you could trade players but then it was another month where you could put them through waivers and then depending on your record, the worst to last, you could claim the player. It was a mess. Now isn't there's that how, no. Isn't that how Scott Casimir was dealt to the Angels? 
from the Rays? Mm, could was- could have been, could have been. Uh, I think maybe Greg Zahn that we talked yeah. about him last week. Maybe that's also another guy that was picked up through waivers. Um, Regardless, sorry to interrupt your point there. Continue. <laughs> no, you're fine. So, so that's that's no longer the case, Samuel. So, th- don't even worry about the, the waiver. So, this is just now a hard deadline. No more trades can happen after August second, six p.m. Eastern time. No more trades. So, whatever you have is what you have. Yeah. You can no longer call other GMs and say, "Hey, but what about?" Nope, that's done. Right. And I guess also where he's coming from is why do they have a trade deadline at all? Why can't teams just scrap the deadline entirely and allow teams to trade in September or October or to the very last day of the regular season? And I'm sure a lot of that goes back to uh, competitive balance and competitive advantage and competitive disadvantage. But also the trade deadline uh, brings a lot of intrigue in eyeballs among sports fans, you, you make it an event mm-hmm. and it's, it's more so an event in baseball compared to the NFL. People don't even yeah. know when the trade deadline happens in the NFL, probably same thing for the NHL. I don't follow the NHL so closely. The NBA, it's also a pretty big deal as well, but the trade deadline in MLB seems to really take the cake. MLB doesn't take the cake in a lot of things. They certainly don't take the cake in the draft or uh, the regular season or the postseason, which gets overshadowed by the NFL and other and, and college football and all that. But it's it's really the time for baseball to make a statement. But I do wonder if and this is just me thinking off the cuff, if the trade deadline shouldn't happen until the weekend, if it shouldn't be, hey, the trade deadline is a Sunday at 6 p.m. or uh, a Saturday at midnight, something to kind of keep that suspense going on through the week and the weekend, as opposed to Tuesday at 6 p.m. I think they're using the strategy that also would, you know, the marketing team for the the trop would be like, you know, what's a good idea? Let's do a Wonder Franco bobble, bobblehead on a Tuesday night. Sure. So people actually show up on a Tuesday because we know they're going to come up on a Saturday. So if we inject something nice on a day where they usually would not be paying attention, then we see a, a, a spike. So I think that's where they're coming from. They're using that same kind of um, th- thought process. But yeah, I mean, you, you got to have it two months in advance because if not i mean the the it would be a criminal it would kind of become a little bit more um slickety slick uh teams that are out of it and 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 teams kind of bullying it's it's sort of like the 40-man roster where you had teams that were like we're only gonna use a 26 or 27 man roster because we're not going anywhere and we don't want to pay these guys major league salaries whereas the rays would i mean would they not use all 40 spots if they have yeah. the opportunity. So yeah. there's some of that involved as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think every other sport has a trade deadline. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Now, do you think the trade deadline beyond it being on a Tuesday, should it be deeper on into the season? Say, Hey, let's extend it to not July 31st or August 2nd, but August 15th, August no, 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 no. No, okay. no, no. I think two months enough because it gives also the that human being aspect of like, dude, you're gonna 
I'm going to have to move my, my stuff from, from Cincinnati to Seattle if I'm yeah. Castillo for five weeks. F you. I'm not doing that. Right. Like that's come on, be 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 a pal here. So no, you got, two months is, is more than enough. That's fair. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of uh trade deadline prop bets on Bet Online. I've not checked it today, but Ooh. I would imagine you could really go wild and nuts with that. Yes, you could, and you could put a lot of green skittles on betonline.net because it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, Kevin, before we get into something else, okay. I did highlight positives. Can I highlight one negative? Uh, can I guess what that negative is? You're talking about the three-game series versus the Indians or the yes. Guardians. Oh, my gosh. I still can't get over that. It's going to uh, take a while. The Guardians, um, I would say it's it involves Josh Lowe. It either involves Josh Lowe defensive miscues or Josh Lowe being sent down, but I I, I suppose I'm wrong. No. Uh, the, the, the base running, man. Oh, yeah. The base running. Roman Quinn. Uh, was picked off trying to steal, happens, but it just seems to be happening a lot for a lot of players in 2022 wearing a raise uniform. But then Rodney Linares, um, just a terrible send that killed a potential rally that could have tied that that game. Uh, Brennan Lau hadn't even reached the zip code of third base. And Quan already had the ball in his glove. And he was still sent. So I don't. I didn't understand that. Again, I've been saying for a long time, oh, is this a fad or a DNA? Is this a fad or a DNA? I think like three weeks ago I said, no, this is a DNA of this team. And it is. It just keeps happening. It keeps happening. These mistakes keep happening. And so I went to fan graphs and I used BSR, the base running category uh, for fan graphs. And a lot of, of people that would listen to this podcast and have seen the games, they'd be like, oh, the, the Rays are probably the worst base running team. Well, actually, they're 16th in that category. So they're the middle of the road. In fact, there are seven teams that could be playoff bound that rate lower than the Rays do. And that's Minnesota, Houston, Seattle, the Mets, the Yankees, Toronto, and Boston. Those seven teams are actually rated lower than the race to NBSR. So I know in your head, uh, Kevin, and, and people's heads that are watching you us in, in, in YouTube, thank you for subscribing and thank you for liking this video. Um, they're like, oh, okay, so, so they're okay. No, they're not. Why? Because when you look at run production, at WRC+, plus, Kevin, all, out of those seven teams, only Boston ranks lower than the Rays in WRC plus than the Rays do at 12th. They're in 12th uh, place right now in WRC plus. So the other teams can outscore you so they can make these errors on the base paths and the Rays cannot afford that. 
So that's the issue. That's the issue. And it keeps happening. And I think, I, I think it's not going to stop. And that's worrying to me. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but do the Rays not have the most outs on the base pass this year among all major league teams? So, yeah, we can look at some metrics that Fangraphs puts together, but I think I think the Rays' base running is a little bit worse than 16th. I mean, if we're just including, we haven't that, that doesn't even include pickoffs, does it? Uh, that doesn't include. Pickoffs. I don't know if it includes pickoffs. I do believe it does, though. Okay. Regardless, I mean they're not good at base running no. this year by any means. And and we've said it, or, or you've said it that um, first base, third base coach is a little bit overrated. I mean, yeah. I mean, or, could, I mean, or being I'll, a, I'll, a net negative. I just, I just don't think that you can watch a baseball game after so many baseball games that we've watched and said, you know, who was a really good third base coach? My goodness. Blank, blank. He was yeah, the yeah. best third base coach. Like, you know, what's a good third base coach. The same way that you, you, you think uh, an umpire uh, is a good one because you don't notice. Right. Him. No, no. You what don't I notice think, him. That's a I, good one. Yes. I think what the race should do, just try it out for a series, put a bag of sand on the first base side put a bag of sand on the third base side and see how the raised base runners do. Maybe the, the numbers end up not being all that different at the end of the day. Just throwing that out there. Well, uh, know, all right, let's, let's end on uh, kind of a fun note here. Uh, we put a poll up on Twitter the other day uh, that Shohei Otani could be available for this year's trade deadline. That's the rumor anyway. Say that the Angels ask for the Rays' top four prospects to start. Taj Bradley, Curtis Mead, Carson Williams, Greg Jones. Do you pull the trigger if you're the Rays? 65% of the voters said yes, 25% said no way, and 10% said no clue. Ulysses, what do you say? I say that 25% of the people that voted for no have either never seen Shohei Otani uh, do his thing or to their Angels fans. Uh, there's no way, there's no way that a race fan that, uh, that knows the impact that Shohei Otani can do would say no to that deal. Even, no even no if way. you know that Shohei Otani would only be in a race uniform for the rest of this season and the rest of next season and then be a free agent after that so a little more than one year of control that means that you're getting a top of the line starter okay and you're getting a thumper in the middle of your lineup like you're you're doing two things with one guy like yes 100 percent and i i i want to see curtis mead in a raise uniform friend of the pod i want to see greg jones in a raised uniform, friend of the pod, uh, but Shohei Otani. I mean, if if Curtis Mead and and Tosh Bradley and like and Greg Jones turned out to be really good players, are they going to touch what Shohei Otani can do? Like, that's the thing, though. Uh, yeah, Shohei Otani. Tosh Bradley, I don't think will ever be as good of a pitcher as Shohei Otani is. 
Curtis Mead, Carson Williams, Greg Jones combined won't be as good of a hitter as Shohei Otani is. So really, it's just a game of are you willing to do that uh, deal for just a little bit of Otani control? Now, what the Rays could do is they make a deal like this. And again, it probably would take more than this. This is just the Angels asking for the top four prospects to start. Throw in uh, Harold Ramirez and something else. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, what the Rays could do is, depending on how next year shakes out, maybe they flip Shohei Otani at the trade deadline next year for a bigger haul to a team that, has the capability in the financial will to extend them. I don't think it would be for a bigger haul. I think it would be for half the haul because of, of the fact that he would be a rental, but you could at least get like two picks that you get, not two picks, but like two right. minor leaguers back that you sent away, not the same ones, but the same kind of caliber. Yeah. Instead of four, you get 50% of return. And so I think that this that is the raise we're talking about though. Exactly. I mean, think about what they got for Chris Archer. What would they get for Shohei Otani? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Again, Chris Archer was under contract and all that apples and oranges, but still I get your point, but no, I don't, uh, that 25% saying no, they would not pull this deal. Um, I, uh, they're, yeah. they're angels fans or, or angels fans. I, 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 right, could, right. I could not yeah. possibly believe that a race fan who has watched Shohei Otani would say, no, I'll pass. What? Uh, two quick questions. Um, will Shohei Otani be dealt by August 2nd? No. Nope. No, he will stay in an angels uniform. Yeah. Um, okay. That kind of takes care of the, <laughs> that the next your second question. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. What do you think Shohei Otani will be traded before he hits free agency? Yeah, I okay. could, I could, I could see that happening like a big blockbuster trade right. this off season. Yeah. And I have a team in mind and really only one team at this point. And I think it's the Seattle Mariners because of their history with Japanese players. I mean, you look at the list, it's yeah. a very, very long list, most notably Ichiro Suzuki. And Jerry Depoto, their general manager, loves trades, loves yep. blockbusters. And uh, I think that would be, and as an Otani express that he wants to play for a contender, the Mariners are, are doing some work. They might make the playoffs for the first time in, 20 plus years and they've got a pretty good core. They seem to be on the right track and the right path. And I think it would make so much sense and, and really make him comfortable of staying on the West coast and being culturally in a place that he could really fit in for lack of a better term. I, I, I dig the idea and I would love that for, for Seattle Mariners fans. They, they definitely need that. The only thing is, uh, after the Castillo trade, uh, you know, the Mariners lost some some ammo True. in their in their prospect hall. So, it it it, I don't know if they have enough in their yeah. farm after dealing uh, for for Castillo from the Reds. I, I think they gave up one number one, three, and six from their prospects. Um, and some, so they can give else. up uh, two, four, and five. two, four, and five. I mean, but again. If Plus Luis more. Castillo is one three six, if I'm correct, again, guys, I'm I, I, I'm just yeah. from from the top of the of the head here. Um, 
one through six is two, four, and five. Well, yeah, for, and maybe it also Otani. I don't know. Hey, add, add. If if Otani is willing to stay, you've you've got an agreement in principle that hey, he'll stick around in Seattle for the next ten to twelve years. Maybe you get really creative and throw in. I don't know if I want to go as far as Julio Rodriguez, but uh, oh no, no 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 that's a, that's your Wander Franco. You do not touch that. Guy. Yeah yeah, no. but like a, a Ty France and a something else. I don't know. maybe. maybe. Well, we're not. This isn't locked on Mariners. We don't really that's know. It. That's the, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying that it. I think it would be a fit if they could make it work, and I think he would be comfortable there if uh, that were to happen. And, and maybe it's not by this August second. Maybe it's by next August second, where Seattle they add a couple more pieces and they have another draft under their belt, and then they can have the wherewithal to make a deal like that. If uh, if uh, Otani stays with the the Angels through the end of this year, we'll see what happens with all that. But anyway, oh, and actually just, uh, I, I do want to mention some comments here from the listeners regarding this, uh, this Twitter poll. Um, Jake Stokes says 1000% or 10,000%. Someone say something about prospect hugging, get Get the bat and the arm the Rays need. Zach Dabb says, anyone who says no is lying to themselves. Troy McNabb says, voted yes, but would like to keep Carson Williams if at all possible. Well, I got to tell you, I don't really know much about Carson Williams other than he plays middle infield. Uh, and he's athletic and from California. That's 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 my uh, that's my scouting report on him. Uh, Dustin Payne says, yes, yes, yes. And Arjenis Rashad says, no, with a gif. How about that? All right. So very oh, good. Okay, uh, what happened thank- there? Yeah. A curveball from Argenis. He usually is like, yes, yes, yes. He threw a no. Interesting. Yeah. Unless he made a mistake on his gift. That's possible as well. So <laughs> okay. anyway, we love the interaction. Reach out to us anytime. Lockdownrays at gmail.com or send us a message on Twitter, Instagram. We love it all. Um, keep listening to the program as well. Thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you on Tuesday.